Bills fan podcast for April 7th, 2016. It's your boy Dave here. Hey Dave, what's going on, man? It's your boy Adam. We're coming to you from numbillsfan.com. It's our home. Make yourself at home. Welcome. Here we are. Yeah, have a good time with that. I mean, really, yeah. numbillsfan.com has all your objective Bills fan opinions. So if you're thinking about jumping off the ledge, or hopping off the, the bandwagon before training camp last year. You know what I mean? That you joined on and you hopped off week eight. We're always going to be here. We're not here just to pretend. We're serious. We're all about being serious. But we like to trickle some light humor in there. Make you and your friends laugh. But really, we, we love laughing at all the overreaction and just trying to sift through all the baloney. Yeah. And figure out what the hell's going on with the team. But what do you got this week? Some big news from my running back position. Oh, I thought you were going to tell him I was pregnant. <laughs> Meatball sub in there. <laughs> Come on, man. No, uh, Come yeah. on. Don't joke about that. What if a gremlin really popped out of you? Hey. Could you imagine it was like really cute? It would, it and then you, be the first then you got time. it wet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So... Looks like our main man, LaShawn McCoy, our boy Shady, he might, might, may be in the clear. Um, earlier this week, the, Philly, the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office, they issued a statement regarding the investigation uh, going back to the, to the little uh, nightclub fight he had there back on Super Bowl Sunday. You, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, he was out Super Bowl Sunday. There was a, there was a dispute over a bottle of champagne in the nightclub. Shady was there with his boys. They got into it with a couple of undercover cops. Um, it's been getting investigated this entire time, and now the district attorney's office this week comes out with a statement and says, we don't got the evidence for there to be charges against LaShawn McCoy. And I couldn't be happier. Oh, my God, Shady's... Shady's well, off the hook. They for had now. no evidence against. They did not have enough solid evidence. They thought to prosecute anybody. So we got to make right. that clear. Right. So that that's out. Right. Now, like I said, he might be in the clear, but the the NFL is looking at the, at the incident as well, and I feel like at this point, the the discipline around the league has been so wishy-washy and it's been so talked about. I feel like Goodell feels like he's backed into a corner and he might, he might just start handing down suspension after suspension after suspension because everyone's, everyone's talking about how off the, the, uh, the disciplinary action has been around the league with these suspensions and all these, all these different incidences with uh, players and, I don't know, man. What do you think? I feel uh, like I feel like they're gonna try to throw the book. We're around. we're in a weird situation. Uh, we as in the Bills fans, we're in a weird spot. Us fans, us fans. 
blue collar. We're in a weird spot because the deal the deal I see going on here is Roger Goodell does whatever the hell he wants when he wants. And I feel when the 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 CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, was hashed out around two thousand eleven, that there was some give and take. And the players wanted more we the players the, the players and, and, and obviously the owners, you know, you have your sides that you give and take on and, and whatever. And one of the things that, that the players allowed was that if you were to appeal your suspension, you appeal back to Roger Goodell. And when I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So long story short, it seems like Roger Goodell with the NFL wants to be a damn fucking hero. And I'm so sick of it. Oh, look what we did. Oh, yeah, you know, drugs are not tolerated in this week. This isn't tolerated. You know what else isn't tolerated? Looking into concussions. That's not tolerated. Denying evidence of CTE. Yeah, we understand it's a billion-dollar industry. But don't deny it. Why don't you offer help? Why don't, the, the amount of money you're paying doctors and stuff to, to lie for you, why don't you put that into research? So this is something with the NFL. It's just backwards. We've touched on it in previous podcasts. If you haven't checked out our last few podcasts, they're not really time-sensitive. They're great, great, just general, we feel, good conversation about where the team is heading this offseason and, and where it's been. But what I see going on here is I'm not sure because you have a guy like Nigel Bradham gets suspended for weed for a game, you know. You had – and, and – you also have Ray Rice, who we knew clobbered and knocked out his wife in the elevator, but the video wasn't out yet until TMZ got it. He had two games. You had the Greg Hardy thing. Well, who knows what to think about the Greg Hardy, th- Hardy thing, because when I first read the report, I, I, I didn't know much about Greg. I didn't know anything. And I, when, I, when the story broke about Greg Hardy having a, a pile of guns on his bed and throwing his girlfriend on the, down, I'm not going to say that it was warranted or not because that's not my territory. I'm not there. There's two sides to every story. But when you add up his side, it's kind of shitty. What are you doing with the bunch of guns? We do all this. And he gets four games. Now, what's amazing is you could chop it up any way you want. You could say, all right, well, on paper, he did nothing wrong. I mean, there's no charges being pressed. There's nothing. Well, here's the loophole. When you're looking at it like a human being, an American... Okay, no charges. Well, in this country, that means you're all clear. No, 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 no. We're the superheroes of the NFL, or of the world, and, and we want to show that our league has a lot of discipline. Well, Roger Goodell does not have any math skills whatsoever because if you look at the size of the rosters of Major League Baseball, NHL, hockey, even bring up a lot of other sports – basketball. What, all right, all right. So what's your point here? My point here is if your rosters are really big, the odds of it's just natural There's to have more more rests. So more, why more would you want yeah. Right. Why would you want to shed light on that? Now. Right, cuz I mean you're talking about a roster that goes from 90 in in the off season down to 53 and a ba- I mean a basketball roster for instance. Well, plus practice squad, so you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. So Yeah. So you got a basketball team that's thirteen guys, right? Why would you want to shed you know? more? Why would you want to shed more light on something that's what you want to be a hero? And, and yeah. it's like I think Roger Goodell is really 
a lot of screwed up things. You know, the the military pays them for those performances. That comes out of our tax dollars. You know, the whole thing with if you if you research on some some people say I'm not going to say it's confirmed because I don't want to say anything bad and get myself in trouble. But you know, the whole breast cancer awareness thing, like. Not much money allegedly goes towards it. There's a lot of shady. If you you can yeah, read both yeah. sides, yeah, you got to read and both I mean, sides. Be objective was, about it. There was the uh, payback on the salute to service thing, and it just makes you wonder what is Roger Goodell going to do? Is he going to pin the bills against the wall and suspend this guy? Because honestly, if he thinks about getting suspended, I know it's totally different because it's outside of the game and it isn't in the game having to do with cheating like Brady. I mean, you look at this case. I think he should. I think he should try to avoid a suspension if he gets suspended. And if Roger Goodell decides to suspend him, you're a loser, man. Because the the the, the NFL conduct policy is the, the personal conduct policy is what gets you. When you work for a company, you have paperwork you sign that says you're not going to be an asshole. Well, that's what Roger Goodell can slam him on. That said. It was a damn bar fight, and a bar fight is not the easiest thing to sort through. And frankly, the way I grew up, the way our dads grew up, you know, I'm 31, there was a, still a time when you could get in a fight and not get shot, believe it or not. Hey. You kind of were friends the next day. You got in a fight in the school bus. Yeah, dude, whatever, I got lumped. You win some, you lose some, but you live to fight oh. another day. Yeah. and you Thanks, know, Pops. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, really, really, and... It, it, it is what it is. You shake hands, you're over. Now, allegedly in this whole situation, you, you have or, this bottle. Or, or, or you don't shake hands and it's just on site for the rest of your life. You you see that dude on site. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, can't wait to get uh, him back. But No, but. I got what you were saying. No, no, but usually, you know, you try to, you try to iron these things out one way or another. I just want to not look over my shoulder. So I think a handshake is kind of like a solid agreement. You know what I mean? Because the last thing you want to do is not be able to go out because you know if a dude's going to be there with his crew. And whatever whatever riffraff you people might get into, we don't have any experience in this stuff. So anyways, uh, the way I look at it is it was a bar fight. It gets sorted out. You know, I, I, they Philadelphia Police Department, or, or I should say District Attorney, comes out and says, look, there's not anything on both sides. Well, guess what happened right yeah. off the bat? Shady hires the best lawyer he could find. And oh, by he the brings way, out the big guns. And and you know what? I mean, like the, the police union, the fraternal order of police. Oh, that down was there, a joke. They're pissed. They are so pissed. I mean, I, I didn't look a whole lot into that. I read the article. I, I caught I caught I caught the headline, but I mean I, I get it. Like what he said your, was essentially Your that. boy your boys got their skulls cracked and it's just like nothing's going on, but at the same time. Were they out of line? And and you and I talked about this last night. We were we were going over this, uh, making some notes for today. And a lot of people look at this situation and they see a couple a couple of off duty cops that might might have been overstepping their boundaries and and throwing around weight that wasn't theirs to throw when when they're out of uniform and you know there there was alcohol involved. There was females involved. It's. It's an ugly situation. I thought I read that there was a female that was hanging on with the police, yeah. with their yeah, crew, yeah. Was... and then you know Shady and the other guys show. I mean, who are you going to be with? We right, talked right. about, and it. that's what I was. That's why I was. That's why I was referencing. And um, 
it's just kind of an ugly. And that's not a slight on women. I'm just saying it's just like no, no, I no, think no, the no, police no, no, got no. mad about the. I think that it, was kind of like a it's trigger. An ugly sit, it's an ugly situation from a public relations standpoint. Like it doesn't look great for for the police department. I mean, you know, there was a time, and again, this is going back to, to our discussion last night. There was a time where a lot of athletes were kind of held to a higher standard. Um, there was this expectation that, oh, you're playing, you're playing in the pros, you're in the big leagues, you need to be this role model. But that's always been, and, and, and that with athletes has kind of faded out now. You have your rock stars, you have your divas, you have your guys running their mouth, going out, getting in trouble, partying, so on and so forth. And I could, I could sit here and, you know, rattle off a bunch of names, but you know, you know who's getting in trouble. You see, you see the news just like we do, you know. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shine spotlight on anyone in particular because you know some of these guys really do have problems. Okay, that being said, um, with with the police, that that that's always been, that's always been, what they were shooting for is to have that role model, that that public, that public servant, that that good guy in uniform. You know what I mean? Right. So when you when you got him out. At the bar, late, drinking, fighting over girls and liquor and champagne or whatever. I mean, whatever the situation was, it tarnishes it tarnishes that badge for them. Like, if you can read off, you know, if you, if you read I, I off think, the ins and outs of that story, it's you know, if you read the the the, the I, shady side, it's kind of a, a totally different story. I, I than think what it the cops really. Had at first. I think it really is a situation. Where it is in everybody's best interest, and I'm talking the off-duty cops, Lashawn McCoy and the and the guys he was with that night, the city of Philadelphia and their police department, the NFL, everybody. I don't want to say sweep it under the rug, but walk away from it. Just 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 lay it down because nobody in that situation really handled themselves like an adult, like they should have. I think Roger Goodell should let this go and not shed any light on it. Um, and, you know, there have been situations where people have been charged around the league. But they should and, totally get that Brady guy for the for, they should. They for should. the more likely than nots. They should totally <laughs> nail that, dude. That's pretty funny. But, uh, you know, John Murphy has a wonderful podcast, the John Murphy Show, at John Murphy on, show on Twitter. Um you know, subscribe to him. He's obviously calls the games. He's wonderful, and he, and he's to me like and and Adam. I would think you would agree. To me, he's like the guy that just he's the most objective. And some people accuse him of being a homer because he works for the Bills. It's like no, I think sometimes people read too deep. But he he broke down. He's like you know I did some homework and I researched. There's some players who have done some things, been charged and not been suspended even recently. Now even as far back as a year or two. So sometimes I'm hoping that this gets swept under the rug, like you said, move on, wash your hands of it. But I'll tell you what, LaShawn McCoy is not a criminal. I thought what he did was what any, put your finger quotes in there, stereotypical man would do. You want to get old school with it. You see your boys getting roughed up, you go back them up. If you don't, you're kind of looked at like... um you're not dependable. You're not counted on. Back that in, said, you should Back in David and I's wild, wild being in a band day, I don't know how many times I saw one of my friends get into some stupid altercation, 
And one second you go in there with every intention of breaking that up, and then somebody sucker punches you, and you're right in the fold, man. Like, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't been there. Yeah, but we weren't getting stabbed and shot, you know. We all we all kind of just like worked no, it out, you know. No, thank thank God, you know, everyone walked away from from these situations. And, and it's just stupid shit. But, but I don't look at him like um like people, you know, the, the national media and, and everybody breaks down. Well, you know the 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 Sean McCoy, they come on, on on the airways and they go, you know, he's had some trouble in the past. What posting a flyer about women only? So he's got money. Big deal. Yeah. That's what. Yo. That's what. Like that's. I mean. Uh, look at Scarface, okay? <laughs> Let, let's look at real life. I mean... I'm just saying, it's like, it's, yo, it's just how real try- life is. Are you telling me these rich guys who are me, ugly as hell are really me, that Let me that throw cool? this in here. Let me throw this in here. LaShawn McCoy was trying to do for one day what Hugh Hefner has been doing since the 1960s on a daily basis. He was trying to, like, be Hugh Hefner for one night. Last and, like, I checked, he wasn't... Having his offensive linemen come in and tell women they can't walk down a hallway. No, you can't go that way. You got to go that way and have Big Ben follow them into the fucking room. Okay? So I don't want to hear about Mm -hmm. LaShawn McCoy's little thing over a goddamn fucking flyer. Let's party. No, seriously. (laughs) All he wants to do is have a fucking party. Go fuck yourself. I'd throw that Like, like really. But Ben Roethlisberger, franchise guy, Adrian Peterson, beats his kid, face of the franchise. And, and and you want to bust balls? People want to paint a light, a negative light on LaShawn McCoy Dude. being uh, uh, in his mid twenties, you know, and, and and doing his thing. And good for you, man. And and by the way, we broke it that a statement was coming soon before everybody else. A little pat on the back. Got a source. Don't worry about it. Can't tell you the source. But anyways, we're pretty excited. Yeah. Like, for for what's to come to full with LaShawn McCoy. I think he's out. I think he's good. I think if Roger Goodell hammers on him, it's over. It's not worth hammering on. No, it's really not. It's not. It's really, really not. Um, there's so much sketchy shit that gets thrown under the rug. And and, and if you're if you can make the NFL money, which LaShawn McCoy can, come on, man, he had the rushing title three years ago. Get out of here. Yo, I want him to get it again. I love that he went around with the wrestling belt. Mm-hmm. He had the championship mm-hmm. belt. I love that. Shit, That's man. fun. I that's fun. That. You know what I mean? Like, and, that's... and I was a fan of him before he came to the Bills forever. You know, and it's like, wait, we got LaShawn McCoy. Oh, yeah. Like, like I mean, when he would make it into the highlights, I'd be like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, that dude is a nightmare. And like... what's funny is you hear, you know, people talk about this contract thing. Hey, guys, there's higher taxes in New York State than Pennsylvania. You know, and, and you got to look <laughs> at that, too. Like, seriously, he might have been losing money coming to the Bills if you broke it down. Of course, I didn't look up the numbers, but no, I, I no, have a, I own a small why business would, here in New York we? State. I'm sure some of you out own businesses in New York State or are an employee in New York State. Yeah, the taxes Shit and cost sucks. of living out here are blistering. Yeah, it's if you're listening to this, you more likely than not know that. But I mean, we got listeners all over the place. We got people out in Australia, Denmark. United Kingdom, all all over yeah, South America. Jobs, we, we we did some research. And, yeah, we uh, looked at our analytics, and uh, we want to give an extra special thank to thanks to our international listeners. That's dope to us. Yeah, you got to get a life. What that, are you no. doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Shut up, you pile of shit! I'm trying to. <laughs> Yo, I, I appreciate you, Dave. Uh, look, there's a thing called like Clash of Clans. You could get into. It's kind of cool if you guys got you know cell phones. I'm sure you do, Dave. What? 
right. numbillsfan.com is doing, really yeah, the yes. only spot Thank you. you need to be in life. Follow us on Twitter, at numbillsfan, and my buddy here, at numbills, Adam D. Oh, Dave, I just got an email from Human Resources. They want to see you after after the show. Doesn't look good, bud. <laughs> they don't. Uh, so, next up, Doug Whaley. And Doug Whaley, we trust, is really, you know, if you're on Team Numbills fan, you're on Team South Gloss here, like we are right now. Um, ow, ow. We love Doug Whaley. He makes common sense moves. And what did he tell you? We're going to wait for the dust to settle. And boom, boom, boom. We touched on receivers, Leonard Hankerson, a few other guys. Yeah, yeah. But I like that signing. We're though. not, we didn't break down the receivers too hard. If you want to touch on Hankerson, you're more than welcome to. I don't care, too. I look at these guys like you can there's a lot of potential. Touch on my Hankerson. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Boo. No, we, we, we right. talked about that last podcast. If you want my take on that, boom. Hit the archives. It's there. I look at it like Let's they, look at they, this they bring week. in so many receivers. It's how – I mean, come on. Yeah, no. We, they have a ridiculous we, amount right now. We, we know the top up. two to three. Woods is going to be out there starting if if Harvin is – or or at least be top three. Hopefully hopefully we can work something out with Harvin. Right. I'd like to get Harvin back. I Me mean, too. Harvin fan, I want to get money's it. worth out of my jersey. First I game. Wanna, I want to roll the dice on it. Harvin, I mean, what the hell? You've been paid already? Just come, just come on. on. Don't come worry. On, we know you're We're, listening. We know you're here. Yo, if you want to come on and say your side, go ahead well, and come on. I'm sorry I haven't got back to your emails lately, but, you know, I'm just really busy. You know, I'm drinking um, coffee. What he means by really busy is doesn't know how to read. So I have a guy who can read for me. Um, they um, don't make they don't make computers of Braille yet, so. You're not blind. You're just dumb. The Bills brought in some interesting guys on defense. They brought in an inside <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> and two defensive backs. Segway. Yeah, yeah, you like that shit. That was terrible. So the most interesting off the bat is this guy, Zach Brown. And he was the second-round pick of the Titans from 2012 to 2015. Now, keep in mind, the Titans have not been that good. So he's he was pretty much a mid-round second pick to early, but not super early. Yeah. So they okay. weren't that bad when he got drafted. Long story short. I love the second round of the draft. I love the third round of the draft. I love the, f- I love the later rounds of the draft more than I love the first round of the draft. And if you're wondering why we don't have blistering draft color coverage, it is because we do. It's just in our noggins, and uh, it's because these free agent moves get made so much. Uh. The, the, so many times they bring in players before the draft, like right, like like they just did, and you're kind of like, okay, cool. I just did all this research on potential first round picks. And it, it, I, I find a lot of times these players don't even come into fruition because they land in spots that they might not be in the right system or they just suck. Or, you know, I don't want to say it like that. It's, don't want to hurt their feelings. Shit happens. But second round you know, pick. Some of them the, do suck, though. They do. I mean, they're better than me. They're I'm better. not going to label them. not going to shoot them under the bus. They're better than you. They're better than probably most of our friends. But. As far as NFL standards, they can't stick, or they're just whatever. I mean, I they were better than a lot of the dudes they played with in college. 
But yeah, they just they don't do say stick. practice squads could be the college team, so I believe it. Yeah, I'm 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 Super still saying that, I'm still saying that they should do they should do a D league with the practice all squad. All I'm guys. saying is that sometimes I feel like the draft is is very 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 overanalyzed, and and I'm more of a after the draft connecting even more dots, seeing how they fit in, and seeing okay they okay they they they're interested in some guys, some quarterbacks allegedly. You know, and the way I look at it is you look at a second rounder, like a guy who was touted to be a first rounder slip through, because if you have first round grades on a lot of guys, there's not only going to be 32, there's going to be more. So this guy, to some people, might have been looked at like a first round pick, or he might have had that potential in college. He was first team all ACC, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't mess with that six, one, two forty four. Now, this is funny. If you're into, like, combine numbers and shit, they brought in three guys. They brought in two defensive backs, Corey White and Sterling Moore, and Zach Brown, the linebacker we're talking about now. Zach Brown ran a 4-4-40. Which is, like, .1 better than either of those defensive backs. Yeah. And he's, like, 40 pounds heavier right. than those Right, 6-1, 244-444. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like Carlos Williams. Now... Most, Think about most that. Bills fans, um, they might not they might not realize this. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But they've seen Zach Brown. Mm-hmm. They, Zach Brown's the guy who came in with that real gnarly looking horse collar tackle that injured Tyrod for the two games there uh, last season. And that play was the play they showed at the owners' meetings to change the rule. Yeah, you so can't now grab that you can't jersey. even grab the number plate, which I think is horse shit. But I guess it's player safety. But okay, they care about. No, I don't even want to get down this player safety road. Yeah, no. Just talk to Heinz Ward about it. <laughs> Just let's listen to that guy riff about it. But here's what I think happened with Zach Brown. Okay, what do we got? Heard him on an interview with, again, the John Murphy show, and, and this is right out of his mouth is you felt he had a promising first two years. And if you look at his stats, his first two seasons, he had 90 plus tackles. In the last game of 2012, he was drafted in 2012, he had two pick sixes. That's kind of tight. Okay, and I think I know so, where you're going with this. All so right. check this out. Check this out. Now, I feel like what the, the scout's job is to, pro personnel, their job is to assess every situation for every player. You know, you have to have, if you're going to do the research, you got to know what systems that are in. you got to know whatever. Zach Brown says he knows Rob Ryan. He's familiar with him. And the way I look at it is the first two seasons he played, he played with Greg Williams, he mentioned, obviously when he was trying to come back a little bit. Yeah. And he had a very promising first two years. Well, in 2004 or in 2014, year three, he missed the entire season with a torn pack. By the time he got to year four, he said that there was 80% roster turnover. And frankly, he just got moved on from. Yeah, that that Titans D or that whole Titans team just kind of. That said, he was still out there for two thousand for last this past out. season, you know. Yeah. And contracts up. This guy is at the perfect, you know, age to get these guys. You know, after their first contract, scoop them up. He's got potential, and I think when you have. I think this really shows a lot. This is a starter here. This is a potential starter to compete with Preston Brown. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's... And in some formations, you could be 
side by side with them. So, it, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I think it's awesome, and it really gives insight, I think, on how they value linebacker in the draft. I mean, he's got great speed. He's very aggressive. Um, he's not the biggest linebacker, but he moves. And, I mean, the dude can play a little coverage, which is nice. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't move him to safety, but I mean, you know, you got that you got that guy watching the watching the running back coming out of the backfield or whatever, sticking to him, you know, like I feel like this dude, is this dude, is that 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 Kiko Alonso was known to be fast, Brian Adam was fast. They had yeah. no speed on the team. They had no fast linebackers on the team. Nigel Bradham left with it. There's nothing there. There's no speed on the team anymore at the linebacker position. I'm just I'm you know? I'm just really interested to see like how the linebacker squad shapes up, especially now with uh, AJ Tarpley out of the picture. He's right. Um, for for anyone who hasn't heard heard that news yet, um, AJ Tarpley just you know retired. He had concussions three and four of his career this past season, and he's twenty three years old and he's he's bowing out. And I don't blame him. You know, um, those head injuries are no joke. And you know we're gonna we're gonna actually touch. We're gonna dive into this on the next podcast. Um, we're going to dive into that whole situation with that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what this linebacking squad looks like, you know, come week one. I think it's real that retirement's a real sign and week one should be. I just feel like, I feel like we have to draft. Yeah. But do you think maybe he knew writing was on a wall that he didn't perform that great in certain situations, but I thought he showed some flashes, but no, I don't, I don't think that that played into it at all. I think. I mean, I, I think for me personally, if I if I had gone down with a with a head injury like that, maybe more than once, it might take a little pep out of my step. I might lose my intensity. I might become timid. Like well, I, we've I've talked watch, about that. We that we've before. talked about it all the time. If you watch that documentary documentary League of Denial and that movie Concussion, right, and it, with, it's with pretty the, much based off of all the facts in there. If you really look into it, there was a kid, eighteen years old. Who had, you know, because they can only trace CTE, unfortunately, when you're deceased. So this kid was 18 years old, and they found CTE in his brain. Yeah. And, you know, I used to ride BMX and stuff on ramps, and, and I really sucked. So I've hit my yeah, head. No, but you I, know I'm what? missing my teeth because I smashed my face and got in a concussion. Like To be, I, to be I, fair. I, I feel like I'm kind of scared of it down the road because I've hit my head so many times. I wrestled. I did sports, you know, like neighborhood football. Like, Dave, no gear. I, it really worries me, man. I don't think you have CTE, Dave. You want to know why? I'm just dumb. You don't have the required equipment. <laughs> they, <laughs> they checked the skull and they didn't find nothing. They went in looking for CTE. Look, they couldn't even find some, the brain. There might be some, some bone shards of air that they'll find in the slides of my skull. <laughs> you know what I mean? They said all, the, all that was in there was uh, some resin and some... In well, a little dust. dark humor for you. What's kind of funny about that is I believe that there's some like some kind of thing with CTE where it's really crystallizations. So there might be like insert bad joke or something crystallizing in my brain. Anyways, uh, I think Zach Brown. I think them picking up a linebacker right now shows where they value linebacker. And there's a consensus that linebacker is kind of like the running back position where they're replaceable. And the way I look at it is. Let's name the guys. Bradham made plays under Schwartz. Kegel Alonzo made plays. 
Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. I even it's it's. I, you could even say like back in the day, like a little bit, not back in the day, but like I thought Nick Barnett played all right for us. You know, like Manny Lawson is the guy when I think of Zach Brown. I think of Manny Lawson. There, and I always talk. There's about really this. two types. There's for me when it comes to positions, especially linebacker and corner. I feel like we touched on this a couple weeks ago. There's really only two types of guys that that succeed. You're either elite, or you're young. Few years, few years in the league, will will wear you down. And I feel like cornerback, you're always looking over your shoulder. See, right. Leotis McCalvin. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like what you're either elite, or you are a young guy that still has just all of his speed coming out of mm-hmm. college, or you're just you know maybe a depth player that's you know very well, replaceable of course I, i'm the guy that that loves the underdog story so you got, you i, gotta I stay, really you gotta stay young at those I, positions because yeah, believe... they have to be impactful you have to stay young either i mean every once in a while you get a guy like a Darrell revis that can come in and play corner and play well for a prolonged a prolonged period of time but then you got a lot of guys who come in play good for a couple of years, lose a step, move to safety, game over. I mean not to not to be like a dickhead about it, but I mean I'm just I'm I'm being I'm I don't being know if concise. that's I don't know if that's totally true, but I, I sometimes it seems like a band like a band. Sometimes it seems like a, a team they have an investment. And you know, an example is I thought Aaron Williams his rookie season played better than he did the second year. Of okay. his career, and then he got moved to safety, and and then played better than he. And he was very reluctant had. to move to safety. He I was don't blame him. he was not happy. At the same time, he understands that. I'm sure there's someone inside him that understands that that probably saved his career. Yeah, because he was, and that was the second again a second round pick, and coming out of the draft, believe it or not, the guys that I think. Just talk a lot of shit, but they actually, this is their job, so it, you have to respect them. The Mel Kuypers and the Draftniks of the world predicted in the NFL he would be a better safety than a corner. So you have to sometimes take in the fluff of Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, you know, these guys, but they really, they project decently, which leads to Corey White, which leads to our next guy, Corey White, who was, came into the combine as a strong safety. 206 pounds. 5'9", ran a 4.55. Again, Zach Brown, linebacker at 244.61, ran a 4.44. Like, that's pretty tight, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and again, 25 years old, just same age range we're talking about. Fifth-round pick of the Saints, played under Rob Ryan. Hey. Hey, he's on our, Rob. He's, he's on our staff now. What's From, up, Rob? Exactly. We know you're listening. Yeah, you're here, fam. So 2012 to 2014 is what, you know, with the Saints, and then he went to the Cowboys and Cardinals in 2015. For some reason, he can't stick on a roster. I noticed, it, you know, he he just can't make. Just kinda, he, he gets kind of kind of moving around here and there. Yeah. Same with the the other guy they got throwing more. They they both seem to have a thing where they're getting throwing more. Got passed on the depth chart. All right, times. but you know what? You know what? Maybe maybe he didn't work with the personnel around him. But I mean. You have to assume that with with these uh, guys who have played under Rob Ryan, that Rob Ryan had to have been somehow involved in in the idea of bringing these guys in. Mm-hmm. Like if if there's no way that they looked at these guys and didn't didn't come to Rob Ryan and be like, "Yo, these guys played for you. Like, 
are they worth are, should we sign these guys or maybe they asked him hey who's out there that you know that that could fill some of these needs like or who knows maybe he liked those guys so much that he he came to the organization and said hey these guys are free agents we have a need i recommend this like somehow or another rob ryan affected affected the decision to bring to bring these uh these guys in and you know that that's Corey White in the other the other corner there uh, Sterling Moore and we'll we'll dive into that a little bit a little bit more <laughs> oh I'm so punny but uh yeah you know um well I, I I don't understand I don't understand this phenomenon where where players just don't work on a roster sometimes and then then they move and they're like a whole new guy the prime example that I like to use on that is Jerry Hughes you look at in, you look at Indianapolis Jerry Hughes I'm like yeah. That that dude's an average football player. He was starting player. to come on near the end. You look at Doug Lee with that slick move. Yeah, boy. yeah, yeah. But then, then you look at you look at Buffalo Bills Jerry Hughes the first few years there. I mean, he, he's still he's still killing it out there. Got to get those uh, those penalties under control. But uh, that dude is a monster. Like that that dude's a he's, monster he, when he's he's he's, he's, when what he's I was given the opportunity. About, you know, that's he's what I was trying to say about Lawson. Not to cut you off. He's yeah. what I was trying to say about Manny Lawson is. Manny Lawson again. I've talked about this a bunch, so sorry. But you know, you go. I love reading pro football talk comments, comments around because you get to learn a lot. You know, oh yeah, I don't trust that guy. Uh, well, Manny Lawson was that guy where he's on San Fran, drafted in the first round, same line as Mar- Mario Williams in college, and he ended up getting picked up by the Bengals and didn't work out. And the comments were, oh, I hope you don't trust Manny Lawson to do this, this, this. What do you know? Manny Lawson, that guy's in his prime right now. That guy keeps getting better, and he's been able to adapt to a bunch of different systems and play well. And I feel like this Zach Brown kid has the potential to do that. I feel like this Corey White kid has the potential to do that, and same with Sterling Moore. Now, Corey White, some some things you might not know is White also plays cornerback. So, he's very versatile. Same with Sterling Moore. So, what you have here is you notice that they're bringing in these cornerbacks that are very versatile. Right. Right, guys that can move around. Corey Graham is already there, who is a corner. Aaron Williams, we already touched on that. So, this is nice. So, what's this say to the Jonathan Meeks, the Duke Williams? You better step up. Yeah, I mean, you you know, know, and, and... now, Meeks hasn't had as much of an opportunity as Duke no. Williams and other guys. He's also been injured. But check this out, though. You remember Jarius Bird? Corey White stepped in for Jarius Bird on the Saints. Oh, yeah. He had his right. little... Uh, his right. Little, uh, and what I like is the whole working with Rob Ryan. Bring yeah. in somebody you know. Why is it a crime? Well, of course he brought in somebody he knows. Yeah. I mean, are we going to start getting... Are we going to start getting the uh, Buffalo Saints comments... On Twitter now, or are we gonna start right. seeing that just like we did with the Jets and Rex last year? Like, yeah, plug in some guys that you know are gonna do what are told, or maybe lead, show so show leadership potential or whatever. You know, I'm keep in mind these guys have shown flashes. These guys, but the thing about it is the coaches and the and the front office guys bringing these players in, they've got so much more insight to, into it than any of us people on the outside looking into so we're out here more than the scouting department more than the front office because they've had to work with him they've had to communicate with him and you know no like i'm sure that they i'm sure that with each and every one of these signings they look at the guy and say okay here's what i can say 
to this guy's credit, here's some things that, eh, maybe I'm not I'm not great on. They weigh that out, and you look at you look at which side weighs more. You know, right? That's how that's how I imagine that process going. Right. Right. Okay, now, so so um, Sterling Moore. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about Sterling so, Moore. The breakdown. Tell, you want to go stand? Tell me more. Where the hell is my coffee maker going nuts right now? It's got a beef. I got a coffee hey. maker with the beef. I'm so psyched. At least we know it's done. So hey, Sterling Moore, five ten. Don't yell at the coffee. Two hundred two pounds. He ran a four or five, four or forty, and he just turned twenty six. Like just turned twenty six. Okay. Happy so, birthday, bud. Happy birthday. We know you're he came listening. in as a Raiders undrafted free agent. And you will remember this guy if you remember our former receiver, Lee Evans. Remember Lee Evans? Lee Evans. He was traded. Drayton Florence thought he was, uh, the, wow, do the Bills you want to win? You're trading Lee Evans. But for some reason, Lee Evans was always in Chan Gailey's doghouse. And it was because he was a lazy route runner. At least that's what Chan Gailey thought. Yeah, you know? I like Lee. I did too, but he like did only just go fast, quick. Okay, okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? And, and Yo, that's some guy's shtick, though. It works for some it, people. It works. It works for some people. But he played for the Pats in 2011, and he had that that pass breakup in the end zone against the Ravens when the Patriots were playing the Ravens. He came over. He even said he's like, I, I, I that, came over to play late. I didn't even know what was called. Is what he said. That and, was that was an AFC Championship game. Yep, right? and he kept yeah. punching at the ball, and then their kicker missed the kick. Yep, yep, knock knocked that out. <sighs> Two plays later, Billy Cundiff mix, misses the kick. Patriots go to Super Bowl. That was the year they, they lost to the Giants that year, right? That, yeah, the Giants did their Giants thing of something wild again, and then he was with Rob Ryan. Yo, Giants. Shout out to our boy Sean Timmerman. What up, Sean? Yeah, what up, Sean? So he was with Rob Ryan in 2012. And, uh, you know, so in 2014, he had 16 starts. And in 2015, he was with the Bucks. So he's bounced around a lot. Yeah, he seems like he can't stick either, but. No, hey, but, but I mean. He keeps getting passed on the depth chart. But here's the thing with, these, with this guy is, again, he's versatile. And I think that Roby is locked in at nickel. Now, Doug Whaley and the coaches, they're going to want to put in I there. Mean, his name is practically nickel. Uh, he, he can't With move. A, he can't move. He n- can't. They, they, the Bills can't n- kid themselves. Nickel Roby. I mean, he was born for this shit. Yeah, I mean, get out of here with that. What know? up, Roby? We know you're listening. I know. Anytime, fam. So, I, I'm telling you, what's interesting is I, I think they're trying to find Somebody to take Leo's spot, obviously. And, and with Roby on the field at the nickel, I would rather have Roby covering than McAlvin. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I I like McAlvin. He has he would make plays, but McAlvin's not a roster, so I'm not even going to talk about him. We've seen him enough. But I, I just think it's they're getting these guys, again, flashes, flashes, and these two cornerbacks have experience with Rob Ryan. That's awesome. And Zach Brown spoke highly of Rob Ryan as well, so – the way I look at it is it can go one of two ways. Does this mean this is competition for the safety position for Graham? Or are they going to do three safeties over the top? Or like, What's going on here? Because everybody's interchangeable. Hey, I mean, not everybody's going to make the cut. But uh, I, I think it's good to just keep our options open. You've got some guys who are going to be familiar with some of the playbook, some of the some of the overall philosophies, some of the, the language, the verbiage. um. 
could be very strong additions. I mean, we we got three signings. We might get two starters out of this. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna speculate on who's gonna make it, who's gonna not, because I don't know. Oh, one last note. I don't know what's gonna happen with the draft. I don't know who else is gonna be in, who else is gonna be out. I mean, you I never like know. You, you could, mentioned the draft. Don't you, you think could, that you might could, mean they don't take the corner? They they usually say they take a corner every draft since Buddy Nicks, and usually that's kind of like the hero save every team. Oh, uh, you can take a corner every draft, but you have guys that already have experience working with the coach, and I think to me, at the you're getting these guys cheap, and Sterling Moore, by the way, played safety with the Patriots, and remember that game he had two picks in 2011 against the Bills for two pick sixes. I, or actually, one pick six and one. I would still, I would still picture a DB in the fold somewhere. There's something about a guy getting his hands on the ball that just like is really. This sounds so funny. It that's just really attractive to me, because it just. I, I just love when guys put their <laughs> hands on the ball. You know, because you're talking a pick six, you're talking, you know, pass breakups, and he he was saying he's like. For the Lee Evans play, he's like, man, I just got punching at it. He's like, I yeah, didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, I just yeah, got punching yeah. at it. And I thought, man, fuck the Pats. That's a touchdown. What the hell's going on here? Da, da, da. No way, no way. But, hey, welcome to the club because we've had so many corners brought in over the years who Justin Rogers, so-and-so, whatever, whatever. I'd rather have this guy, these two guys, than a late corner. Now, again, he kept getting sorry more, kept getting passed on the depth chart, you know, kept – he was replaced by a fourth, fifth round pick one time, and it's like, eh. well, I mean, you know, like, it just makes I mean, you look wonder at, what's going on. Look at the look at the two guys though. You, one of them was a fifth rounder. One of them was undrafted. But they're both safety experience and corners, and, and I think that's key. And truthfully, that's kind of where I see the Bills taking a defensive back would be like in the fourth or fifth round, maybe get a couple guys undrafted. I mean, well, they're gonna bring some into camp, and maybe they feel the roster is filled out, which is yeah, what no, I felt gonna... about the Sammy Watkins year when they doubled up two first round picks. I think they looked at the roster like, look, we, we, on paper we're pretty nice. I don't, I don't think Doug and Doug and the gang are done, uh, done tweaking yet. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll be here. We'll, we'll keep you up to so, date. So Zach, Zach Brown, inside linebacker, has good potential. Corey White, sorry more. A little bit. Hopefully, they're under the radar guys. They, they latch onto the right system, and and I think this is the power of Rex Ryan. Is you're getting these guys cheap, and you know what? They are cheap free agents, anyways. But when you yeah, these listen second to wave these guys, guys are... talk, they they were pretty confident they're going to have a job anywhere. Oh so, yeah. And certainly Morrow was even in talks with Rob Ryan as well. So before he signed, now the Bills did bring in one guy. Fernando Velasco. He was a center. They brought him in. The Bills brought him in for a visit. And now, keep in mind, Craig Urbic is gone. Now, this guy is kind of interesting. Undrafted free agent for the Titans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his in 2009, he only played one game. Okay? He's drafted in 08, or undrafted, you know. That's not very exciting. Right. So... So so let's, let's during the 2010 it. season, he played in all 16 games, but he only started three. Okay. And then in 2011, he played in all the games, but he didn't start any of them. So now here's the deal: his contract year. Now we've seen this happen, you know, many times, especially as a Bills fan. As we go back to to cornerbacks in the day, you know, Winfield, Greer, like there's. 
the Bills, that was our thing. We don't keep our own. We're seeing all these great players. Sometimes they get so much money. See Andy Levitri? Yeah. That, well, of course he came together as contract year, right? So, remember Marquise Pouncey? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he went down with an injury with a torn ACL in week one, this guy, Fernando, beautiful name, Velasco, ended up replacing him. And then, luck have it, he ended up tearing his ACL or an Achilles tendon injury as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That so I think. Really unpleasant. Yeah. It, what are the odds of that? But I think what's going on here is, again, you have a guy that has experience. He's shown flashes, shown, you know, and you look at his number. He's 31 years old. The thing is, is he just turned 31, but he sounds like he doesn't have too much tread on the tires, but he has experience. Okay, so. He went back to the Titans, right? And, you know, he was one of the 10 players waived on August 30th, so before the season started. And then the Carolina Panthers picked him up. Only thing is, I don't know. He started week eight against the Colts with the Panthers, but it's a depth signing. You never know who's going to go down. And I think it's a solid one. Right, and well. and possibly an upgrade over Urbic, because if he's showing more flash. Hey, you never know. You know, but other than that, what do you see on the dock at the Bills one? You know, allegedly dying the quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, can't read too much into these things, but... Um, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, you Paxton know. Lynch. I mean, you so, know. They, they, I mean... They played this game last year, though, with Bryce Patton. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they. this isn't the first time that, you know... Is this a... They've s- gone out to eat. <laughs> is it a smoke signal to say, hey, uh, we might be willing to trade out of this spot, you know? Hey, you, you never know, but... Uh, you know, and I, I wonder about that. Are we going to trade up? Are we going to trade down? Are we going to stay put? Who knows? It could be a contract ploy. Who knows? For Tyrod Taylor. The NFL is interesting because you have the game of chess with the front offices, and then you have the business side of the NFL. But it's kind of like the more you learn about the business side of the NFL, the more like players are treated like crap. But I don't like to think that. But not necessarily from the team, but the way the NFL deals with things. Um but who knows? They were dining Bryce Petty last year, and, and could it be one of those? Do you ever think that there's a theory? Now, I think this is nuts, absolutely nuts, because who knows if Greg Rowan will even be here in four years, and he was out with Paxton Lynch. All right, what if they shot the shit with Bryce Petty, felt them out, they want to ask about somebody else on the team? That's usually hey, Rex Ryan it's mentioned not, that. It's not an or, impossibility. Or, hey, we really got to know that kid. Maybe after his first contract, you know, at least we got to know him. Maybe after his first contract, you know, you need a backup quarterback or a possible starter, or you look at Tyrod Taylor, who sat behind the quarterback. You never know. Right. You know, and... I mean, the, I think the thing we do know is that unless, like, lightning strikes the situation somehow, Tyrod's going to be our starter this year. There is no way that... Tyrod Taylor is not the start of it. Even if they draft a quarterback at 19, say they draft a quarterback at 19, I don't see him starting. There's, there's, for me, there's not an NFL ready quarterback. I don't think there's anybody who could start over Tyrod Taylor. Not, n- no, no, there, I don't see anyone going. So here's how I look at it is 
Are they? If, if you're not going to get a guy who's going to start over Tyrod Taylor, why the hell would you waste a pick in the top three rounds on that? You wouldn't. You're nuts. I think you're absolutely nuts if you did that. Third round, maybe. Third, I, 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 I would understand that, but earlier than that, I'm just not seeing it. I, I'd rather I, just. I could I, be wrong. I didn't think they were going to. I'd rather take a flyer on 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 guys who are going to be cheap and productive for your team. If you're going to have first-rounders who drop to the second and third round, who could be impact players who are raw, who might have to sit behind a guy like Akaya Williams, okay, might have to sit behind Darius being there on spot duty for other formations, if he has one thing that he can do really good and there's other things that the guy can learn, I think you need a playmaker. I think there's that Doug Whaley has proven to find linebackers. Preston Brown, third-round pick, he played – very, very serviceable his rookie season, you know, and yeah. he's a super smart football player. Obviously, with Rex Ryan, he was one of the outspoken guys, and Rex called him out saying, well, be more vocal. And then I read a report saying, yeah, last time somebody told him to be more vocal, a former coach said that he was pretty much ripping new assholes and his teammates, like, get your shit together. So I think the first three rounds, you better fix this damn defense. You really? I, I wouldn't be shocked that they took a safety right off the bat. You kidding me? Go for it. If if he's, I would, I would rather see if a safety is rated higher than a the quarterback. They're taking the safety. I think we're unless yeah, unless it's like a unless it's like a huge gap. Defensive be, end. Be, Defensive I, end. No, a I was pass say, rusher uh, is the cheapest option. No, I was. The what I was going to say. Option is a pass rusher. That's exactly what I was going to say. Knuckles, is, baby. Uh, Knuckles. Unless there is a huge gap between like best available pass rusher and best available, they're gonna go pass rusher. They need one, and it's as simple as that. Absolutely, and he's the cheapest option. The cheapest option right now. You have a big contract coming up with Stephon Gilmore. They they know what they, to do. They might. They know what to do. You know, with that contract being said, shit. Maybe they take a cornerback. Man, you never know. They could be looking at Corey White and Sterling Moore. All right, I'm into it. I am always into taking a corner, even though they have Corey White and Sterling Moore. But, again, for years we look at these signings and how many times you get attached to a guy and then he just gets caught. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it and it's, you know, okay, that's a body to take Leotis McKelvin's spot. That's a body to take Ron Brooks' spot. All right. We're filling in the holes, man. We're filling in the gaps. And we're – Hopefully these guys were plugging in work. They better be able to play. They better be able to play special teams, and hopefully. I either way, I think it's, man, I think it's so interesting the draft. I think it's really, I, again, I'm not really much of a a, a a player deep guy with the draft, but I'm more of a phil- philosophical. I think the contracts have a obviously they do. They have a lot to do with their decisions. Mario Williams gone. The cheapest way to replace him is the draft is the draft. Even if Muhammad Wilkerson was available, the Bills would not be able to afford him, and and they might not want to pay that much money. When you got a a cornerback like Stephon Gilmore, you know, the Bills are kind of getting screwed with the great contracts going around, these huge ones. And, you know, Greg Norman, his contract status. You know, you look at a guy, Osweiler's contract, affecting Tyrod Taylor, you know. So the Bills are in it. And what's the fastest way... To fix your team in an affordable way is through the draft. Through That's the cheapest the way. Draft. So maybe they grab somebody in the first round that I think is really best player available, but I don't see it being quarterback. And then 
because the last thing the Bills want is a quarterback controversy. They don't want that. And last I checked, Tyrod Taylor is being plastered around the NFL. He's yeah, not I'm, doing anything besides I'm, starting for the Buffalo Bills. My high hopes for the Bills draft. Second round, dude. My high hopes for the Bills draft is two starters and two two day one contributors. That's that's my high hopes. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You got any final thoughts? I'm good. NumBillsFan.com. I am NumBillsFan on Twitter. I'm NumBillsAdamD on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. We'll keep you up to date. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell, tell your parents, your, your pets, your coworkers. The dogs. I already said that. Your girlfriend's friends. No, really, though. Tell your friends and family. Please, we would love to interact on Twitter. One thing I love doing girlfriends, is... Girlfriends, girlfriends, girlfriends. I love... When people come at me and talk some shit. Aunts and uncles. And we get to really diffuse it and figure it out together. Nieces, nephews, cousins. Tell everybody. And I love, I love, we love the interaction. Also, if you feel like sending us an email, numbillsfan at gmail.com. If you feel, you know, I will personally reply with my thoughts and opinion if you give a shit. Which do not reflect my thoughts and opinion. Numbillsfan.com. Peace. Peace.